everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode of the More Money Show. Today I have Lee Hayward here of leehayward.com and she is an image strategist. She's, if you've heard me talk about my stylist, she is my stylist. I <laughs> adore her and we're going to talk about some fun things that have to do with your image and future self and investing in clothes. You all know that I am big about looking at everything piece of money every dollar that you spend as an investment and so one of the places where I wasn't good at that and that's why I hired Lee was um, with clothes so hi Lee how are you hello thanks for having me on <laughs> I'm so excited to have you she is also the author of strategically suited so you can go to Lee Hayward H-E Y W A R D and get a complimentary copy of that as well. Um, so let's talk about let's just talk about an overview of what you do because I don't actually think I describe it right. <laughs> I'm like, she picks out clothes I like. <laughs> she makes me look amazing. Right. It's so easy to get dressed. Yes. No, it's a totally legit question because um I don't know that there is any that does what I do because I call myself an image strategist, which is a little different from somebody who's just sort of like putting clothes on you. And the idea is that you're using your image to get the specific result that you want. And so by that, you're actually building a strategy behind what's going to be the best investment. What should you actually be spending your money on to get that ROI? Love it. So entrepreneurs, this, like she's specifically talking to you, if you have a business, like how do you, because we're always, I want you to kind of dispel this myth. Like there's this myth and I know you have a different take on it, like dress for the job you want. Right. But like, so if I think back to my corporate days, like I wasn't going to dress like my boss. I didn't, you know, I was next in line for her job when I was there. Like she, she was grooming me. Like she was like, I'm going to leave someday. This should be your job. But there's no way I was ever going to dress like her. Right. And I didn't know in the corporate, you know, setting sort of how to bring me into it, into a more conservative place. So how do you define like dress for the job you want or sort of that general mythy thing that everybody's supposed to do, right? You're supposed to dress like that. What do you say that means? You're supposed to dress for success, right? Like, what <laughs> right. does that mean? What does that mean, dress for success? Well, and I think that's interesting because if you are somebody who came from the corporate world, you basically look to the higher ups for guide for guidance on like, okay, well, they're getting away with capri pants. I guess I can wear capri pants. <laughs> Um, and what you'll find in most people's closets is this sort of like segmented world where it's like, this is what I wear to work. This is what I wear for speaking. This is what I wear for playing with my family or whatever your segments are. Instead of really kind of doing it from the inside out and thinking about like, here's who I am and here's how I'm going to dress to look awesome in these scenarios of my life. And that's a little different. Yeah. So explain that even more. Like, how do you start from the inside out? What, what exactly does that mean? Cause I think people will be like, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. Crazy lady. Right. I think the biggest thing is really focusing on 
there's kind of two things talking about who you want to be and kind of the idea of your future self, which I know you talk a lot about, but then also it really comes down to how do you want to feel? So if let's go back to this corporate example for a second, like if your boss is wearing capri pants and so you're like, well, I'll wear capri pants too. Like, is that the best version of yourself in terms of how you want to feel? So you kind of, I always give people the little exercise to come up with three words. Like what are the three words that really resonate with you about how you want to feel, not how you want to look? So you can play this game, Cassie. So when you are walking into kind of a moment that matters, give me three words of how you actually want to feel on the inside. Uh, fun, confident, excited. Fun, confident, and excited. So now you're like, okay, I'm going to Macy's and I'm looking for the fun, confident, and excited section. Where is it? <laughs> So it's not quite as clear as that, but what happens is you start to pay attention. You just, all it is is this new awareness of like when you do put something on and, you're, and you kind of like feel like, oh, I have a little kick in my step or like, oh, I feel like this is heavy or like there's something that happens to you when you put clothes on and you start paying attention to whether or not it makes you feel fun, excited or confident. Yes. Um, it's also a great tool when you're in the dressing room and somebody is like, even if it's a good friend of yours, like, Oh my God, that looks amazing on you. And you totally buy it. Cause somebody said it looks amazing, but you get it home and you're like, why did I buy this? This is not me. You have to really be disciplined about being like, Nope. If I don't feel fun, confident and excited, it's not, it's not for me. Right. Which I love. And I think that discipline is key. Uh, and I love that you tap into the feelings because that's what I do. Like all future self is really about that. Like when I teach that and I work with my clients individually, we're really trying to find those one to three feelings that define that life. And so adding how you dress into that is super cool and fun. Uh, but let's talk about, so I want to talk first about sort of the because in your book, Strategically Suited, uh, I'm a numbers girl. You all know that. Like, I'm like, how does this add up? What's the ROI? What's the numbers? But you did this really cool exercise where you talked about, um, first, I think we can dispel the myth or you can, I want you to comment on, you know, does dressing the way you want to feel, does it have to be super expensive? Yeah, it's a good question. It does not have to be super expensive. It does have to, in the way it looks and is perceived, it needs to match the client that you want. So if you're going to come to me and say, I'm going to change your life and I'm going to charge you a hundred grand a year to do it. And I'm like, yes, let's do this. But then all of a sudden I'm like, but why are you wearing all clothes from Target? There's like a mismatch there and it doesn't totally make sense. So that the, the alternative is not going out and being like, I bought a Chanel. I don't even think there is a, a Chanel, maybe vintage $100,000 suit. But like, you know, that's, you don't have to go to that extreme either, but you have to look like somebody has paid you for whatever you're asking. Mm, I love that. Look that's like the somebody key. has paid you. <laughs> yes. Right. Somebody, just one somebody. Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter how many people it just, you need to look like somebody has said yes to whatever the amount is because people don't want to take a risk on you. If all of a sudden there's a mismatch in terms of like, you sound great. What you offer sounds great. But then I meet you and I'm like, have you ever done this before? Eh, the value, you know, dips down. Right. Very cool. So let's talk about, cause in your book, you go through the, the scenario of like, you can actually spend more per piece of clothing and have a higher rate of return or um, rate of return. Isn't the right, but a lower cost per wear. Is that what you Yeah. Call it? Cost per wear. Is, yeah. Yes. I talk a lot about cost per wear. 
let's talk about cost per wear. Okay. It's all about numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we kind of, you kind of have to preface it with think about why most people go shopping. It's either a, um, like a fun social thing or you go out because you need something. And so you're either like, oh my God, I need something mindset or you're like, oh, whatever, we'll see what happens. And so there aren't a lot of rules for you when you're setting out to be like, okay, I'm only going to buy these things because you're out there for either fun or like, you know, come hell or hell water, you got to go home with something. Right. Um, so instead you actually think about what you need and what's going to change the circumstance for you in your closet in terms of getting dressed. So like if you are having trouble dressing for a big meeting, you need to be looking for things that you can wear to the big meeting. And then when you find something that's $20 for the big meeting and something that's $100 for the big meeting, you have to ask yourself how many ways you could wear it or how many times you think you could wear it. And then you divide that by how much it costs and you'll get the cost per wear. And so sometimes the $100 item, because you're going to wear it you know, 25 times, is a much better investment than the $20 item you wear once and then give away two weeks later. Right. I love that. So if you pay $20 for an item that you're only going to wear once for this big meeting, cost the cost for $20, right? If you find something, you spend a hundred dollars on it, but you wear it 25 times, the cost yep, for cost is $4. It's, it's a much better, much better return on investment. And most people aren't thinking about that. You're usually like going to the clearance rack, like, great, it's on sale. I got a total deal. But did you? Right. Which I love because I'm like a recovered, totally recovered. I don't actually go to the clearance rack anymore. (laughs) Um, But and not because I would go there actually, like if, but I, I go quicker. Like I don't, that's not the first place I go. Like I will go there. Um, Right. And I shop online, so it's, I don't even go into the store really anymore. <laughs> but, you know, like if something is on sale, I'll be like, oh, let's try all of those. Like, or if I like it, I'll buy it. Uh, but it's not dependent on, on the clearance rack. And actually, you worked with one of my clients one time, and we went, we like looked through the whole store, and then we got to the clearance rack, and that was the dress she picked up. But it wasn't like we had, we knew what we were looking for because she had had a call with you. And she, and this was for a photo shoot and for her to step into her future self in this way. And so she knew, like, so when we got to the clearance rack, it was like, that's it, right? There was no, like, it didn't yeah. matter what the price tag was because it was the dress we were, we didn't know that we were looking for, but yeah. it was met, it met like whatever her words were fun, excited, confident. Yep. And that, that's just a different way of shopping. Like personally, I, I still, I've loved since I was, I mean, I used to like skip school to go shopping. I mean, seriously, <laughs> but I mean, to this day, I still love to go to places like TJ Maxx and Marshall's where nothing is all that expensive, but it's really about the hunt. Like I'm happy to leave with nothing I'm happy to leave with one thing that was $300 that dis- used to cost like $2,000, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe it's $30, but either way, it's less about the amount and more about how it's going to be strategic for me to use in my closet, both in how quickly I can get dressed in it. And then also like how it's going to help me portray myself. Yes. So I love that because if you're a TJ Maxx shopper, you can still shop at TJ Maxx and step into your future self. But what you're saying is the key is it has to, you have to be um, purposeful in what you pick out, right? Mm -hmm. Don't just fill the bag to fill the bag. Yep. Yeah. 
Exactly. And I love what you had. Like you have to be willing to go in and walk out with nothing. And that's a hard lesson um, mm-hmm. because a lot of times, again, you're either shopping socially or you're shopping for therapy or like there's just some weird reason why you wanted to go shopping. So to leave with nothing can sometimes feel as if you failed or your body failed you or there's something wrong with you and it has nothing to do with you. It just has something to do with the fact that what you needed was not in that store. So keep going. (laughs) Is that your best advice for that is just understand that, you know, it just means that it wasn't in the store. Keep going. Pretty much. I mean, like if you, if you really need, like if we want, I think in the book, I talk about this too. Like the background of, um, I think what a lot of people have to understand is you're, you blame your body a lot for not fitting in things and or being the wrong size or not being where you want to be or whatever the case is. But if you actually realize how clothes are made, they're made off of fit models. So a brand decides like, this is my target market who's going to buy this cl- this clothes, this item of clothing. And this is kind of the general shape that we think they're going to be. And then they build all of their sizes both ways off of that proportional fit model. And so if you just happen to not be that sort of shape for that brand, that's why some brands totally fit you weird and some brands are like spot on. Right. Which is so important to look for the, to understand that because it's not just uh, like the circumference of your waist or your hips. It's the proportions um, because I'm like, shorter up top and or longer, shorter and then longer than most people in terms of like shoulders, you know, sort of to my waist is a little bit shorter, but then it's longer in other areas. And so sometimes it just doesn't fit because it doesn't fit my body uh, proportions. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so sometimes you are way better off to just walk out of the store with nothing than you are to just buy something because it sort of fit or was sort of okay. Cause you're, all you're doing is adding something to your closet. You're not actually kind of putting, checking off a piece of that strategy that you want to be building in terms of like, if you're going to buy clothes, let's have them really be something that is kind of rocking your world, both internally and externally attracting the right people to you. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about strategy. And then I want to talk about um, that, that saying, no, come back to that. But how can somebody build a strategy um, for where they want to be? Yeah, that's a great question. So the biggest, like, you know, if we had a a light up light with a word, it would be, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that I don't know how to say, it would be alignment. Um, But that's your biggest word is really thinking about, does all of this stuff make sense? Um, So I talk a lot about having this idea about having a prosperous image. And so the idea is that the entire way that you present yourself, both personally in terms of what you're wearing, what you're wearing, the car that you drive, how clean your car is, all of these things sort of add up to how people perceive you. And believe it or not, you're totally in control of that. Um, Most of the time you think, oh, you know, I was just given this body and I'm going around seeing what happens. But you're totally in control of how people perceive you. Um, And so what you want to think about is where are you going and where are you now? And so who do you need to be to kind of like, connect those dots. Um, I think I'm leaving stuff out, but what, what questions come up for you? And I'll figure out what I left out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, is that, I I don't know if it's a question or I'm using like the term dispelling myths. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think what I hear is it's 
who you are now and where you're going, those are all connected to you. And I think when most people think about dressing a certain way, they, they have this list. So if I want to be a speaker, I have to dress X, Y, Z, right? If I want to be a million dollar business owner, I have to like, this is how a million dollar business owner dresses. Mm -hmm. And that's not what you teach. There's no list for million dollar business owner. There's Cassie is a million dollar business owner or Stephanie as, you know, a $50,000 paid speaker, right? Like a $50,000 time speaker. There's no, there's no checklist, like go by this. You have to have a black suit and a this and a that. Right. (laughs) So can you talk more? In in the fashion magazine I was looking at this weekend, it was like the seven items you must have. (laughs) And I'm always like, those lists are so stupid because no, I don't want a white button down shirt. It doesn't make any sense for me. Right? Oh, I would never wear like, cause it's not like white button down shirts aren't like, they don't fit my body. Like there's, there's not one that's going to look awesome that I've ever found. Or, and also, you know, you know, I don't wear sleeves. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's not really a definition of fun and exciting, which was part of your words. So. That's so yeah, true. That's, that's a the bigger example. Right? example. Yeah. You, you would never wear a button down shirt because there's nothing, unless it was like one with like some funky fun, something to it. Otherwise it wouldn't match up. Right. And I love that because that's a great example because like, I think the white button down shirt, like you have to look, um, I'm going to use the word that we don't use when we're working together, which is Uh, professional. Yeah. (laughs) In my definition, like professional, I I told Lee this once, like makes me want to throw up. Yeah. She starts twitching. Yeah. It's like, cause it makes me want to crawl on my skin. It feels like I'm trying to fit into a box. Right. And that's sort of what the button down shirt feels like is somebody else said you had to do this. So talk about how, how you figure out who you are in the process, but still grow that image. Yeah, that's a good question. So um, we'll just keep on with our button down shirt analogy. So (laughs) the button down shirt is, is an item of clothing that has this sort of professional connotation. But so for, for each individual person, you have to figure out what professional means to you. Does that mean that you're making $500,000 a year? Does it mean that you have spoken to a stage or an audience of people that's, you know, 3,000 people big? Um, that's very specific instead of just being like, I'm going to look professional like I have a good work ethic, <laughs> you know? Um and so if the goal is to be in front of an audience of 3,000 people, then you reverse engineer that to say, all right, what is going to make me look and feel like a leader, or look fun and excited and confident, whatever your words are, from the stage? Um, both as I stand on the stage internally and then as like the 3,000th person in the back row is looking at you. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, do you have any tips for how, how could someone like start thinking about that? Cause that's a bit like, that's a big thing. It's like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that is one of the biggest challenges is to be able to see this bigger vision for yourself. Um, I mean, that is literally what I do for people because there's, and I don't know how I do it, but I'm able to see within you this bigger version of yourself. So when you're doing it on your own, you really have to just think about, what it is or where it is that you're going for starters, how you want to feel. And then you throw everything that has to do with reality away and you get on Pinterest and you just start pinning all sorts of things that come to mind. It's like, Oh, I love that. I could totally see me wearing that on my big 3000 person venue or like, 
um, when I drive up to the 3000 person venue, I'm going to be in this car or I'm going to drink this wine after I do it, whatever it is, you start to kind of like, you can start to create this sort of visual idea of who that looks like. And then you can take keys from that and be like, Oh, there's a lot of leather in here. There's a lot of, um, you know, red or whatever it is to start re realizing, oh, I think this translates to kind of like an edgy style, or I think this translates to kind of like a little badass style, something like that. Awesome. And then kind of just keep working it from there, right? Yeah. And it continues to grow because, you know, everybody, growth is sort of an evolution. I always am like drawing a spiral and you're just going to each rung of that sort of spiral ladder. Um, and continuing to push yourself in terms of like, is this the best version of me that I can present myself as? Yes. Um, I love it. So good. And so then, but then how do you, what if you walk into a store and you don't find anything that matches that, how do you sort of talk yourself through a not buying and B staying with the strategy? The biggest key is even if you don't find anything or you don't think you found anything, you got to try stuff on. Even if you're like, good God, I hate that. You should try it on because for some reason that one thing like caught your eye and sometimes the thing that you're like, ugh, I could never do that is like the thing that turns out to be like your badass, edgy, whatever. Um, so you have to just try. It's like I always tell people, it's like, it's not like a tattoo. It's not like nothing is permanent. It's not like a big deal to have it taken off. You just take it off. <laughs> and then you learn from it and you start to realize, okay, well, things with a seam here, they don't make me feel very badass or edgy. Um, and, and kind of continue that process. Love it. What about, um, what if somebody wants to go in their closet right now and they're like, I don't want to spend anything, but I want to go in my closet because it's too full. Mm -hmm. what, what would you say that they should do? Like as their goal to sort of trim it down or sort of start to work on being the person they want to be from their own closet? Yeah. Work on the person they want to be from their own closet. Okay. That's a, that's a really good question. And it's a big one because it's one of the harder things to do. Um, yet the most rewarding things to do. So there's all this stuff in your closet that you're keeping for weird reasons. Like oh, somebody was baptized in that or like, I bought this in Italy or like <laughs> whatever it is. And, but it's not the thing that is going to help you get the $100,000 client or stand on the 3,000 person audience stage. And so you really have to be very disciplined about it and say, you know what? This is not serving me. And you get rid of it. It's like a band-aid. You got to rip it off. And I will tell you right now, there's stuff in your closet that is totally fine. I talk about it in the book all the time. I call it the perfectly good, the trouble with, with perfectly good. Um, so you won't want to get rid of it because it fits. It doesn't have holes. So like the back of your brain says, why would you get rid of this? That's crazy. But if it's not going to get you to where you want to go, it's of no use in your closet. Plus, everybody has all these clothes. You only wear 20% of what's in there anyway. Mm, say more about that. It's just, it's the 80, 20 rule. Like if you really think about it, you go to the same, you know, set number of things almost uh -huh. all the time. Right. Even if you're wearing them different ways, people typically wear 20% of their closet. Mm. I mean, Is and I would, I would bet that I even do it too. And I constantly am like, Hey, I've never put this together before. Like, but it's just because your brain is like, you're like, Oh, I, I'm going to wear this again. You have to right. like sort of make yourself go into this other side of your closet to say, oh yeah, I can wear that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that. And so even, even if the hundred, it's a hundred percent your future self and what you like, you're, you might only wear the 20 because some stuff you're going to have, here's the difference when you have, like when you do it intentionally for your prosperous image, right? Mm -hmm. Is that that dress is for that speaking engagement, but you're not speaking five days a week. Right. Right. It's not just stuff sitting there. Yeah. It's for TV. That's a big one Mm -hmm. in my closet. Right. Because there are, we should probably just talk about that a little bit. Like, because if somebody wants to sort of be, if that's part of their future self, I think they should have, we vary a little bit on this, I think, but I think you should have a TV ready outfit, like the outfit that's going to make you feel good. And you could, if somebody calls tomorrow, you're ready. Mm-hmm. You just pull it out. You don't think about it. Uh, but there are certain things for TV that are, that are better or I learned this from you. So you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, and here's one thing before we go there about the whole, like being ready for the TV concept. Um, one way to really think about being ready for being on TV is a, you've got to have like what you're going to wear on TV. We'll talk about that in just a second, but B after you go on TV and you run into somebody in the grocery store, what are you going to be wearing then? Have you, will you have taken off your TV outfit and put back on your yoga pants and been like, I was an expert on TV. It's just that I don't look like it now. You know, uh, That's so, so good. And you, um, we'll come back to this, but you talk about this in your book with um, your client and he was flying, taking care of his kid or something. Oh yeah. Right. Do you want to yeah. tell that story? Cause I think that, I think that is what's important is that you can't just dress for TV. There are variations, but what you said is super important. Well, and it all comes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of like, you're always dressing for who you are. It just depends on where you're going. So the story that Cassie's talking about is one of my clients ran into, um, he's like from the Southeast and he was up in like Michigan or something. I don't remember where, but he ran into a client who was a pretty big potential client. Um, somebody where they, they kind of had a couple initial meetings, but it hadn't gone any further than that. And it was a Tuesday. I specifically remember it was a Tuesday middle of the day. He's taking his daughter to camp. They're both flying first class. Got to go to camp, you know? (laughs) And so they run into this guy and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm taking my daughter to camp because that's what I can do. But he still was dressed in a way that even though he was casual with his daughter, um, he still had on great jeans and just a really casual polo shirt, but it still gave him an essence. It still provided an essence of like who he was. Um, so it, it became a very intriguing scenario because you're like, well, how do you get to go to Michigan to take your daughter to camp on a Tuesday? And you know, it's cause like he built that life right? and he's successful doing it. So like that was his way of dressing for success in the airport. Love that story. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And that's why it's, it is important. Like when you come off of TV, um, to have the same, the same feelings to represent yourself the same. Yeah. Um, so quick, cause I know that people listen, like my clients, they are like, they are experts. And so they want to get that TV spot. So share with us, like, how do you pick a TV outfit? Cause it's different than going to the grocery store. This is true <laughs> in most cases. So the biggest thing with TV is that you don't ever know like what the background is going to be behind you. So if it's possible to figure out where you're going, if you can kind of like stalk the TV station to figure out what, what sets they use and all their possibilities, because, you know, it'll turn out that like you wear the blue dress and the back of their wall is blue and you're like, Oh, I'm just a talking head. 
Um, so you want to just try and think through as many of those scenarios as possible. And sometimes you just, you don't know what you're going to get, but you want to make sure that you have an outfit that you're comfortable in standing and sitting because you don't have any idea. Sometimes they're like, let's lean on these stools. Sometimes they're like, let's sit in these weird chairs. <laughs> and sometimes you, end up just, you just end up standing. So there's a few like logistic things. And then just in general to put kind of like a quick summary on TV wear, um, you really have to make sure that what you're doing, I'm going to use the word structured, which is going to throw some people off a little bit. But the idea is that behind the camera, the camera A makes you look a little bigger and we're not going on to be like, let's make sure we look thin. But we want to make sure that we actually know like what part of you is your body and what part of you is like the shirt. So anytime you're wearing something really big and flowy, you kind of get hidden on camera. And when you're talking about being an expert or a leader, the last thing you want to be is hidden. Absolutely. So good. Um, what other, do you have any other tips that you would give people? For TV? TV in general? Well, I mean, TV too, the color thing is big. And Cassie and I talk about this all the time. You will see lots of people in black on TV and you'll also see people in white, but it is a little trickier in terms of like making sure that your, um, your face kind of shows up well and you have, it seems like you have to wear a little bit more makeup or just the, the details of the garment get lost sometimes in black and white. So you do have to sometimes be careful with those colors. Awesome. Cool. Any other tips for really, um, dressing like your future self, doing it on your current budget, any of that that you want to share? Yeah, I think the biggest thing with dressing for your future self, and this is kind of what I do with all of my clients is, and I don't know how it all came to be, but as you know, I'm kind of talking to people through their process, we're talking about where they're going. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we'll name it. Like this is your uh, 20 million me, or this is your... Um, what did I call it? Somebody else's. It was like two words, very specific. Like it's, it's always just a very, the, the other last week I was talking to somebody who wanted basically Italy meets Texas. And like, there's a whole, like, I know what that means and she knows what that means. And it doesn't make any sense to anybody else. It doesn't matter, but that's where she's going. Right. Um, and so if you can kind of like almost name it, give it a name, you can start building that Pinterest board to sort of kind of start playing with what that can look like it helps you evolve a little faster. I love that. Um, and to just kind of wrap up and I'll give you a chance to do final thoughts, but I do want to share, um, because everybody loves the Jimmy's, right? Everybody loves my shoes. Like I took a picture of them <laughs> on the Bay area focus set, just them because people like to know where they are. Um, <laughs> they have their own uh, Instagram page. They, they have their do, own Instagram. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but I think one of the biggest things that I learned about you in terms of money and not is that everything needs to feel like them. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have a, uh, I ended up at justice and I bought this pair of, uh, their sandals that I love. Right. And they feel like the Jimmy's, um, they're glittery. Right. But they, they were $7 and 50 cents. They were literally one one hundredth of the cost of the Jimmy's. And so I just love sharing that because I'll put those on. They're awesome. I even talked about them in another interview and, but it's, they make me feel like that. Cause I can't, I, I guess I could walk around in those all the time. I choose not to, <laughs> that is not, that like is not fun. Right. Cause I like right. to walk. Yeah. Um, but that's just a great example that I wanted to round out with is that when you learn this skill, you know, when you walk into justice randomly, like 
with someone else because I didn't go in there to shop for myself. <laughs> and you find the shoes and you're like, these are the shoes. And then you get to the register and they're even uh, less expensive. Like that's what's important is knowing, like I brought those home and I wear those all the time. Um, and so I just wanted to wrap up with that example. Any final thoughts on dressing for your future self or stepping into your future self in terms of your outfit? Well, I think that's a really good segue. And I think I, I, I think I post this quote a lot and I think I sort of create monsters when, because I say this all the time, but you either <laughs> love it or you leave it. Mm, so good. Love and it so if, leave you, it. if you have a closet full of things you love, it's actually going to be serving you instead of a closet full of just like stuff that's okay. Yes. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> Animal it. Kingdom has ascended on my office if anybody can hear that. I'm like, what? <laughs> the cat and the dog. I love it. So good. Um, so tell everybody where they can connect with you. You, got, you guys can get Lee's book for free, Strategically Suited, complimentary like cocktails. Yes, exactly. You can read it while having cocktails. How about that? Yes. Yeah, but you can just pop onto my page at leehayward.com, Lee, L-E-E, Hayward, H-E-Y. And um, there's a little box on there that will you can fill out to actually get the complimentary copy. Um, and there's also a spot on there. We talked a lot about money today. And if you're kind of interested to know if up-leveling your image can actually make you more money, there's this kind of fun little calculator that you can play with to say, like, here's how much my I'm currently making. If I up-leveled my image and had, like, you know, stellar confidence, here's how much I could make then. So it's just a fun thing to play with. Awesome. Cool. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening to this show. Have a fabulous rest of your week. Thanks for joining us on The More Money Show. To learn how to attract more money into your life, go to your favorite book retailer and order Cassie's book, Manifest $10,000.